the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi everybody, welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. You're with, guess what, your host, Simone Miller says, surprise, surprise, Yay! the crowd goes wild. Okay, there's not really a crowd here right now, except for you guys. Dane's a crowd. So I have the wonderful, amazing, <laughs> phenomenal Dr. Dane here. Hello. That's where Two's Company and Dane's a crowd. <laughs> That's the way I felt my whole life. I if like I was that. around, people like, oh, let's leave. Anyway, nice to be with you. <laughs> and we are <laughs> Start at off the, on a happy note. We were at the castle, at Castle Bogorny. So yes. um, I'll take some photos and you can check them out on uh, my Instagram as well if you want, because this place is... Friggin' uh, stunning. Off the charts, really. Oh, my goodness. So mm-hmm. one of the things, uh, what, what I invited you on here today, Dane, is uh, to talk about the future. And I wanted to, first of all, I know it's not like how, it's not a good question. And I wanted to see if you could, first of all, address like the idea of even like what action we can take to create a future and what you see the future available that we could ask for. Well, here's the interesting thing is the first action we need to take is recognizing that there is a future available. Most people don't even realize that. You know, we look at where the earth is right now. We look at all the insane people that are world leaders and all the weird shit that's going on. And we all see it. And I mean, teen suicide rates, actually suicide rates in general are skyrocketing and teen suicide, especially because these teenagers are looking at the world. They don't see a future. They're like, why do I want to be here? Bye bye. And so first thing we need to get is there is a future available, but we have to choose it and we have to recognize that in ourselves. I did a, I think a Facebook live or one of these wonderful ways of communicating with people a while ago, and it was on Earth Day. And what I asked people to do for just a moment was get the possibility of what it would be like to have a sustainable living Earth for at least the next 10,000 years where the earth was truly thriving, we as people on the planet were thriving, whatever that would take, whatever that would be like. And within just a few moments of people embracing that possibility, there was this sense of it being available in their worlds in a way, and maybe other people's too, in a way in which it seemed to undo all the lies that we bought that there will be no future for us. And so there's a lot of people right now trying to combat what they think is destroying the future, Well, okay, so there's things you need to change, but fighting against doesn't work very well. So what I see as the possibility for future is truly a place where this beautiful planet we live on is sustainable by us following its awareness and our awareness together and coming together to create solutions for the things that we all know aren't working. And but also not having anybody from the outside stopping them. Because right now we have a lot of solutions that have been presented over the years, but they've been stopped because, oh, well, no, we won't make any money on that. So let us buy the patent so nobody has access to it. And, and that's the sort of thing I see as a possibility of changing just one thing, but also that awareness of future, the awareness of the future is possible. So everybody out there, if you just got the sense right now, it's like, what would it be like if we had a sustainable living earth that was able to thrive for the next 10,000 years or more? And I like the way you actually say like the awareness of it, because with the awareness of it, like we had a meeting this morning at the castle with a few people and talking about something that we've created called Actions for Futures. 
And it's not like this, you know, here's your big to-do list. It's got like a right. hundred or thousand things on it that you must get done. If you don't get done, you're wrong. And it's like, it, it's, it is like the, literally the aware, literally, I'm using literally, the word literally. My favorite I word. think it's correct though. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> literally, if you, if you become aware of a different future and a different possibility that we can create, then that's the start of something different from a really different place. Cause it's yeah. not done from that doingness that this reality projects it as that is a necessity. Yeah. And it exactly, I mean, so brilliantly put. And the thing that I've noticed is, is with every awareness of possibilities that you allow, what actually shows up with that, if you allow it, if you don't kill it, what happens is the way to get to that possibility also presents itself simultaneously. Cause that, so let's say you're living in a little black concrete ball and you're not liking it very much, and you get an awareness of possibility of being outside the ball and being able to interact with the world, well, simultaneously when you get that awareness, you, number one, if you're willing to have that as a possibility for the future that you could have, what starts to happen is your reality begins to shift, the ball's reality begins to shift to actually create that as one of the possible futures that you can choose. And we don't realize that just embracing the possibility is the beginning of creating futures. So real estate for little black ball homes have just gone down. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you mean by the little black hole? Like when people Well, the little black ball or little black hole is just some weird example that flew into my head in the moment. But it's really like if you look at your reality as it is right now, and if you sort of put a parameter on it like, okay, my, the ball I'm functioning from is this big and it's different for all of us. Well, that ball is kind of the little black ball we're all functioning from as though that is the only choice that's possible. And so the willingness to have another possibility is truly the beginning of creating a different future. But what we keep thinking is we need to think this into existence and we don't see how to think it into existence. So it can't be possible. No, we're going about it backwards, going about it 180 degrees from the way we could and and will actually be successful. So rather than I don't see how this can exist and I can't think it into existence so it can exist. Instead, what we do is we allow the possibility of its existence into our world. And then that possibility of its existence being in our world because we're not shutting it out anymore and we've not said no Because our point of view creates our reality. When we go, oh, I don't think that can happen. Well, guess what? It can't happen. Because why? Because you don't think it can happen. Well, this is going beyond thinking to allow that that sweet energy of possibility that kids still have, where life is actually an adventure and a play to create all kinds of things, you know, which is why they do, you know, can play dolls for hours and makeup and all this sort of stuff. Because it's like, oh, and we do this, we do this, we do this. And that's actual, that's a world of possibilities they live in. But if we could have that childlike wonder again, what happens is the possibility itself that we're aware of creates the future of that being able to exist. But we still have to choose. But that's the beginning of it. And what we've been doing, like I said, is, is the exact opposite of it. We don't see how it can happen, so it can't happen. And I'm going to add, it's, I just realized too, because I was just going to ask, 
So all those places that you have already said no to because you've decided that they're not possible where they actually are possible, where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine shorts, boys and I was just having a little chuckle to myself, Dane, because in every single podcast, you know where I send people to? (laughs) Where? Theclearingstatement.com for Dr. Dane here, who's live here, ladies and gentlemen, to explain to you about The Clearing Statement if this is your first time on my podcast, etc. It's Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. So I think that's funny. I'm like, here he is. He exists. He's have an actual live <laughs> presenter. Yeah, theclearingstatement.com to explain all the weird words I just said if you don't know what they are. But it's like, what you know, what areas of your life have you said no to that if you didn't say uh, no to them would allow more possibilities to show goodness. up? Like, I love the fact that we're, you know, sitting in a castle in Italy that we own. Yes. And, you know, for an Australian, you know, an Australian growing up in Australia, it's like, that is so far outside of the realm uh-huh. to own a castle in Italy and also mm-hmm. be investing in a property in Costa Rica. It's like, that doesn't make sense to this reality. But what if you stop trying to make sense to this reality? And what if you actually started embracing and engaging with the possibilities that are available and that action you can take to create a different future. Yeah. And what if you started making sense in your reality of possibilities? Because once again, that's the thing we give up when we move within that transition from child with childlike wonder to adult, A-D-O-L-T, you know. But for a lot of people, it sounds airy-fairy if you just embrace possibilities because what a lot of people don't do is they don't take the next step They get a sense of possibility, but they don't make the request and the demand. They don't go, hey, I'm actually asking for this and I will do whatever it takes to have this. Now, whatever it takes is when I say whatever it takes, I mean, whatever it takes within the realm of being whatever it takes and doing whatever it takes within the realm of what's in in integrity for you and not hindering somebody else's progress. Like not diminishing somebody else in the process. Not like beating people down to get what it is. Exactly. <laughs> not like what people think is, oh, I need I'll to step up people's heads. Yeah. Yes, I will kill, I will limit, I will steal from as many people. Well, no. There's something not, appealing about that in the old days. So, uh, Off with their heads. Yes. You know, they're annoying me. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. I wonder if we have the ability to do that energetically now. <laughs> Just asking. Just I know. Asking. It sounded kind of exciting, yeah, didn't it? Exactly. Hey, that world of yeah, possibilities. Yeah. So let's just ponder the possibility being able to... No, just kidding. <laughs> so Could get in trouble uh, for that one. Um, you're, well, actually, but, you're wearing a t-shirt at the moment that says, <laughs> I should come with a warning label. I love it. And so he walked in here and I was like, yep, that's true. You should come with a warning label. What if you all came with a warning label? Uh-huh. Or at you're least needed that's to. that's different. Yeah. So... Okay, so can we break this down a little bit about the actions that we can create for a different future? Because the one thing I see that occurs a lot, Dane, is that it's sort of like people, they choose, because it's a choice, to get and buy into the overwhelm of that they're one person, how can they possibly create a change in the world? Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. As you know, I wrote a book called Being You, Changing the World. And it's interesting because in certain rooms, we'll talk about the change that is possible as the world. Mm -hmm. And then I always bring it back to, okay, guys, so you've said you'd like a world in which there's actually peace, in which there's actually kindness between us, where there's a sense of connection, et cetera. I said, now, what are you going to have to be to allow that to actualize? And they go, oh, And then the first place it always goes to is they realize they'd have to start being that with them. Yeah. 
And so what I bring them back to is the being you part of being you changing the world, because there's a lot of us that would like a different world. And yet the unkindness we do to us on a daily basis is so friggin' harsh. We, we really can't believe in the possibility and it sounds airy fairy and it sounds, you know, yeah, I'd love to, but it's like, we need to start being what we would like to see in the world. And I'm definitely not the first one to say that I'm just echoing it again. It's like, but we need to start being it with us. That's where it starts. And we need to start being the kindness to us we would like to see in the world. And when we do the beginning of that, like, and the first thing of that is get out of judgment of us. Notice when we're doing it, stop, pock and pot it, whatever. Just, we have to make a different choice. And we have to realize we've been brought up to judge ourselves, but that's not where our greatness lies. Our greatness lies beyond the judgment. And our greatness lies in, in the awarenesses we have beyond what is normal, average, and real, and the same as everybody else is looking at. And, and we have it within us. We are that. But we have to be the ones to look at it. But not from this other place that other you know people do. And they're like, no, you're so wonderful because you're breathing. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Thank you, Melania. I worked hard at that. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? You know, and so we, we also have this syndrome in the world right now, you know, and people have referred to it as millennial syndrome, you know, where it's like, well, I was born, therefore I should be a billionaire. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way either. <laughs> you as a being are phenomenal if you choose to be the phenomenons you are. And we have to get that there's something within us that is so much greater than we've ever looked at, but so much different than other people consider as valuable. Because in this reality, it's like, how much money do you make? That determines your value. How much stuff do you have? That determines you your value. What do you do? It's yeah. Like, and it's like, what if we walked around going, what do you be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you be? Yeah. And the funny part is 99% of what somebody bees, they could never put into words anyway. So it has this weird thing where it's not definable in this reality. It's also not confinable in this reality. And anything in this reality is not definable or confinable. You're supposed to reject because it isn't real. It's airy-fairy. It doesn't really exist. And there's the bells there's from the, the castle. Yes. See, we are really at the castle. I we wasn't are. lying. True story. Yeah. Or somebody rang a fake bell off in the corner. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? Exactly. Follow your knowing. And that's also one thing that I get is imperative is that you do follow your knowing and, and look at what it is that you know. Like what do you know that's different from everybody else in the world that if you started to follow that knowing would allow a different reality and a different future to actualize and everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And the thing about that when Simone says that is this is, this is not an airy-fairy concept, and this is what I keep trying to reiterate to people because they go, what do I know that nobody else does? I know about unicorns and fairies, and I'm like, well, actually, that's not far off. You, you know about energies and things that, that actually exist. How can you actually use that awareness to create a different future for you and then for all of us? Because unless we start creating a different future for us, there isn't a collective us that is creating a future. So we have to actually start with us because we're the one we're closest to. We're, we, we are the one future that we can, I'm not, I really don't want to say control, but we are the one future that we can actualize in whatever way we desire. Our life is what we have access to. But from that, we create ripples in the world because one of the things I found a long time ago that really blew me away, especially after I started, um, after writing the Being You, Changing the World book, and there were people that were writing me emails about what changed for them. And one of the things I came upon the awareness of is that 
whenever you are willing to have an awareness of and open up the space for something that is different than what currently exists, when you, let's say you have abuse and you overcome it and you stop the cycle and you actually become a kind, caring person contributing to others and getting the value of you, you open the, up the space. Let's say you open the door for everybody else who's had any similar experience to have a change in their world that's what they could have too. And this is one of the gifts we are for each other that nobody talks about. And once again, this stuff is not quantifiable yet. And so a lot of people look and they think that reality is only what's quantifiable. No, reality is anywhere two or more people align and agree on a point of view, or they align and agree that something is possible or not possible. That's what reality is. So when you be a space and somebody else is looking for that space and they get it, a new reality gets created. And then when that reality gets created, the third person that comes along has it 10 times easier than either one of you two. And the fourth person, so on, so on, and so on. You have a few hundred thousand people having a sense of something. That's when we go, oh my God, look, this is so popular in the world right now because people are saying this is real now. And there's the connection that we get, that we actually have with each other by inspiring people to be something different. And I've noticed like, I mean, at the access consciousness classes that we do, and you just did, uh, you know, one of the, I think the most advanced access class we have called Maestro, which yes. is friggin' brilliant, off the charts, amazing. And one of the things I noticed is anyone who came along to that class and actually went, you know what, fuck this, I'm changing something. Mm-hmm. And we're willing like that, that thing that you have that you think you cannot talk about, that you think you cannot tell anyone, that you think everyone's going to judge you, that you've got all of these projections about yourself already. If you're actually willing to let go of that, the, the gift that I saw at Maestro class was the amount of people who just went, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And to me, that's the energy of what you talk about, Dane, with the no matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And it just sort of had this, like you said, like this domino effect, like this ricochet across the whole entire, you know, hundreds of people that were in the class that just went, whoa, what a gift that this person who had already decided that this was going to be the worst thing about them. And if anyone found out about it, it was, you know, devastating. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was the exact opposite than yes. devastating. So my, my you know, suggestion here too is what if you actually started to look at what is that thing for you that you think is so horrible and terrible mm. that you could never tell anyone about, that you could never let go of because you've decided that that determines and defines who you be. What if it didn't? Yeah. What if you're actually willing to let that go and allow something different to show up that did inspire the world and did inspire everyone around you. Truly. And what if you didn't have to hide it anymore from you? You know, this, this idea, this thing that I've seen with so many people, myself included, is, is there was something that I felt like I was hiding all the time. You know, when I was a kid, I experienced really intense abuse, physical, sexual, emotional, rather continuously from the time I was born almost. And, um, and that really defined a lot of my life until I got to access and started working with Gary, the founder on clearing those issues. And it still had this lingering effect for many, many years. And one of the things I realized at one point about 14 years in or 15 years in was there was this thing that I had decided was so bad, terrible, vicious, mean, awful and evil about me that if I let anybody truly see it, that like, I don't know, they would be destroyed, the world would be destroyed. And, you know, if you do any sort of work where you're working on yourself at any point in time, you realize there are things that you've been hiding that you didn't realize you were hiding. 
Of course, you didn't realize you were hiding them. Why? Because you were hiding, hiding them. them. <laughs> exactly. You know? And in this case, it was like that, but it was so intense. And I called a friend and I said, look, I really need to, I really need to expose this. But I really, I've done a lot of weird stuff, okay? But still, I really had the point of view that anybody I expose this to, they might literally die because it was that evil. And I said, will you help me? And my friend said to me, Dane, you have been such a gift to me. I, the reason I have the life I have is because of you and what you've contributed to me. I will be here for you even if it kills me. And I was like, whoa. Two things. Number one, wow, that somebody would be that for me was amazing. And number two, shit, I can't, I gave up, I don't have my excuse anymore for not letting it out, right? And so I sat there and I pushed down the walls and barriers around this energy I could perceive and pushed down the walls and pushed down the walls. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I pushed down the walls and pushed down the walls and pushed down the walls. And what was underneath it was something that was so beautiful, so joyful, so playful, so kind, so caring and so potent and so able to change things for people that I was like, this is what I've been hiding. And I made the demand, I guess that was, I don't know, five or six years ago now. I made the demand, I will be this, I will be all of this one day, you know? And it's interesting to see that as I hide less of what I think is wrong about me, people give me this acknowledgement that, that all these things that I used to think were wrong, they're like, no, it actually wasn't wrong. It was actually a contribution to me. And so I'm saying that for all of you out there. And I know it, if I went into the true depth of it, it would be a rather dynamically deep conversation. But I'm saying that for all of you out there because I realize the thing that we're hiding, which is what Simone asked, you know, what is it about you that you're hiding so dynamically you think it will destroy the world that if you unhid it would actually create the world and create a future for all of us? Everything that is times a gazillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And that awareness changed my whole world. And I realized, and I see these, I see some people who seem to be really angry all the time. And I look underneath it and I realize they're hiding so many things. Yeah. You know, and of course, if you're hiding what is fundamentally true for you, and, and please don't get me wrong, when I, this thing about us hiding it, we do it for a reason. You know, we do it because it seems like the best tool we have at the time maybe to preserve our being, or maybe because we were so abused or so made wrong or whatever. So I'm not making anybody wrong as doing that. Please get that. In fact, it's just the opposite. You're not wrong, which is what I'm trying to bring out here. But as long as we're hiding that, what happens is all we can see is the wrongness of us. And so we walk around with this, with this hidden, intense sense of the wrongness of us. And then the other thing that shows up in our lives is this sense that, you know, everything is going great. And of course, it's going to turn to shit you know, next week. It's like we always look for the other shoe to drop and the wrongness to show up and the wrongness to be exposed. And because your point of view creates your reality, that's what happens. So if you could run that process that I gave you right before this, which is something along the lines of what are you hiding so dynamically because you believe it will destroy the world that if you unhit it would actually create the world and create a greater future for you and all of us. Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate it, please. All right, and I'm good and bad. Puck and puddle, and I'm shorts, boys, and beyond. If you run that, you start to get a sense of something. And, and the something is usually an energy, like a whisper that seems to be there, a, a sensation somewhere in your body that is actually you starting to poke your little head out of the, of the black. Um, that real estate that, that was that going real downhill. Estate we that real estate we were going downhill. Yeah, yeah the little black hole. <laughs> 
um, you know, that, that sort of, that, that confined, defined sense of what you can and cannot be and can and cannot show the world. And Dane, thank you so much, because it's really interesting as you talk about this too, because I've been working with you for, I don't know, roughly 18 years now, and there's been so many things that have shown up. Like I remember my first advanced class that I ever did with Gary Douglas, and I was standing at the back of the room, and there was obviously the class was full, and he called me a control freak. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, and I was so embarrassed. And I looked around, and I was like, I can't believe he did that in front of the whole class. Everybody's going to know. And then I looked around, and I went, oh, what part about that is not really obvious anyway? Right. But it got me to have to have a look at, you know, Simone, you are one of the most controlling fucking people in the world, right? And I love that about you, by and the way. I had to look at it. But what I also yeah. got was I was when I was hiding it, I wasn't using it to create yeah. something greater. And it's yeah. like now I can control from a different space. But then I've also gone through these years of like I went through angry years, like suppressed anger. And it's, it's the last thing, like Dane said, it's one of the last things you actually want to admit that is going on for you. But if you truly look at it, like I remember looking at it going, wow, I'm angry. I have so much suppressed anger. And then, you know, one of my most recent ones was the rightness stuff. It's like, I'm always right, you know? And it's like, it's like a slap in in my face at the moment when I do the rightness stuff. Like I even noticed a couple of times I did it today of the rightness and it's so uncomfortable because it's not the definition of me anymore. It's like, as I change, like if you're actually willing to have a look at this stuff that you don't want anyone else to see, you avoid it, you don't want to expose it, I can tell you your life will show up far greater. So and much. There was one time I remember in Sydney, Australia, you and I were having lunch with Gary and we were both going through something. And Gary looked at us and went, don't worry, guys, it gets easier. And we looked at him <laughs> and went, yeah. And then it gets really confronting and really uncomfortable again. And then it gets easier. And then it gets really uncomfortable again. And it was like... But it's true. It's like these moments that you have and every single time that you are willing to expose all of you and not avoid anything, something else like breaks apart Yeah, and allows you to have all of you. In a really wonderful way. And, and that's the other thing that you said. Something else breaks apart, allows you to have all of you that you can have in that moment. And then it gets greater after that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because this idea, you know, we've both been doing this about 19 years at this yeah. point. And it's like to say we have all of us would be an inaccurate statement. We keep getting more of what's really true for us all the time and more things that we've hidden, yep. more things that unlock. But every time, I mean, if I go back to, if I look at what my life was like 19 years ago, oh my, oh goodness. my goodness, 15 years ago, 10, 11, yeah. last year, five months ago, you know, yeah, it's like. It, it's so dynamically different. And people go, well, what's changed for you? I'm like, everything, everything, yeah. like every, every interaction in every inter, in every moment that I have has a different sense to it. That's just way more awesome. And that's what happens is we have this weird idea that finding all of us is somehow this destination that we get to. No, it's like, let's just keep getting more and more of us. But it's also interesting that, that we started this conversation on creating a future. And so how do these tie in together? Well, look at, look at anybody who does control over others to diminish them is doing this hiding of a huge amount of them. There's no way they have any desire to know what's actually truly going on. And avoiding the possibilities that can show up because, oh, yeah, guess yep. what? They can't control it. Yep. Being exactly. there, done that. <laughs> you and me both. 
I'm the second most controlling person in the world after you. No, Gary's no, Gary. first. Come on. You're what? second, <laughs> then me. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you and I fight for a second sometimes. <laughs> but that's the thing is exactly that. To whatever extent you're hiding and judging you. Because in, in order to hide some part of you, you have to be judging you. Mm-hmm. You know, in whatever way. And so as that starts to give way, you start to perceive the possibilities for future. And you start to perceive that it can be everything you knew it could be when you had a sense of possibilities that may, you know, maybe it didn't seem to show up. But you really start to have the sense that you can actualize it now. And this is what I'm interested in is us getting to the place where where we can have the awareness that we can actualize a different future. So one of the processes I've been giving people really dynamically lately, and some people use it, and I cannot tell you the feedback I've gotten from people what is possible for me that I think is not possible that if I allowed the possibilities would actualize a different reality? Everything that is. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And you can do this with everything. 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 And even if you don't get it at all, and even if, even if you don't, it's like if you run this enough, you will start to get that there is a sense of possibilities that's available for you too. And I know how it is to feel like possibilities are not available. I was at that place when I found access. I've been at that place at many different points during, you know, the last 19 years after access. Me too. And it was, but here's the other interesting thing is there would be this time where I would just finally say, you know what? Fuck it. Nothing is fucking working. What the fuck? And right. And I would take two more steps and then everything became greater than it ever had been. And so what I realize now is that was me getting aware of all of that stuff that I had been hiding for so long. So it's this, it's this bizarre thing where truly everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Like when it looks the hardest, it really is the darkest before the dawn. I mean, it just, it looks like the most difficult thing in the world. Take two more steps. So let me give you the process again, and let us give you a couple other things that you can run it with that may be specific to you. So what is possible for you? And if you run it for yourself, you go, what is possible for me? Okay. So what is possible for you that you don't think is, that you think is not possible, that if you allowed the possibilities would actualize a different reality? Everything that is? Right and wrong, good and bad, puck and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. <laughs> so like Simone was saying, you can run this thing with anything. What is possible for me to be totally joyful? What is possible for me regarding money? What is possible for me to pay off all this debt? What is possible for me to like my body? What is possible for me to have ease with my family? What is possible for me to not give a crap about other people's points of view that I think is not possible that if I allowed the possibilities would actualize a different reality? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. So you can put anything in there that you want and play with it. You know, the worst that can happen is nothing happens. But I'm going to tell you, if you do this enough times, you're going to start to get this, this inkling, at least, if not like a tsunami, you'll get at least this inkling of the sense of possibilities being available again. And when we have possibilities, that's the time when we're aware that future is possible. Because a future is a possibility. A future is not a solidity. The only solidity we have, well, we have the present that we're living right now, but the past is a solidity. It's occurred and we can almost see it. It's that solid. And for most people, they carry all of it with them, thinking that their job is to solve all the problems that they still haven't solved so they can get to a possibility in the future. 
guess what? You're never going to solve all the problems of the past. If you let your entire past go right now, what would that be like? What is possible for you to no longer be burdened by any of your past that you think is not possible, that if you allowed the possibilities would actualize a different reality and future? Everything that is, we destroy and create it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And I love that, Dane, because one of the things I always talk about too is and look at is like the choices that you've made, you can't change those choices, but what you can do right now is you can choose something different right yes. now. You can make different choices now. Yes. So, Dane, That's I all we have right now. Friggin' adore you so much. It is so mutual. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you've been not just for me, but for every single person around the world. It's like you've changed so many people's lives and continue to. And I'm I'm just so grateful. One of the first times I well, the first time I ever got my bars run with Dane, and then I looked at this guy. I wasn't even working with Access, <laughs> but I looked at him and went, oh. And I had this moment that I went, I'm going to work with this guy for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I was correct. <laughs> True story. And I'm so glad you were. Me too. So if you are listening to this and I know I've spoken about bars before, get your bars run, get your Please. bars run. Check out accessconsciousness.com. Find, there's thousands of bars facilitators and practitioners around the world. So you can even attend a bars class, which is I think is pretty awesome because you get to run bars twice, receive them twice. You get to watch a little video, a manual, all that sort of stuff. And then after that, you know how to run them enough to go practice on people and that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, you can create it as a business. So that too. there's a lot possible. So, and you can check out Dane's book, Being You, Changing the World on accessconsciousness.com or get on Amazon, Kindle, etc. all those fabulous places. And drdanehere.com as well. Yes. There's lots of places to go to, but, you know, to find all that. And don't forget the clearingstatement.com. I've actually got the man on the show. <laughs> so thank you, Dane, for joining me. Anything you want to add? Last uh, minute, you know. Well, if anything were possible as your future, what would it take for you to actualize it? And what if you're truly capable of actualizing it? Because a lot of times we don't think we are. All we have to really do is allow the possibility and let the consciousness of the world around us show us how to get there. Yeah. And if we take that and multiply it to the world, what's possible for our world with people knowing possibilities exist and, and what if you're the beginning? Yep. What if you are the beginning and what if this is just the beginning of what is possible? Yes. Thank you. Thank Grazie. you. Grazie. Because we're Italy, you know, as one does. Bye, y'all. Bye.